0: Welcome to the Positively West Virginia podcast. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. We're visiting live in the studio with Tony Honorado. Tony, welcome to the show today.
1: Thanks, Jim, glad to be here.
0: Tony Honorado is the owner of APO Counseling in Morgantown, West Virginia. And Tony, uh, like I said, it's just great to have you with with us. And I look forward to learning more about your entrepreneurial st- story. If you don't know, Tony Honorado is a licensed professional counselor. They call that an LPC, an approved licensed. Uh, professional supervisor, a sports performance consultant at APO Counseling in Morgantown for the last 25 years. He is a true entrepreneur at at heart. His practice focuses on working with clients with anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship, and performance-related issues. He's also the owner of another company called ProHealth Employee Assistance Program, and we'll talk about that today as well. And He's the founder of a brand new venture called Fortis Healthcare Systems Incorporated. And again, Tony, I appreciate you and all your entrepreneurial journeys that you're on here, but we're going to talk about each one of those today. So thank you for that. Tony is a, um, a member. He was a member of the West, uh, West Virginia University wrestling team from 1984 to 1989. So he's a wrestler. He was a graduate assistant and uh, strength and conditioning coach while he earned his master's degree in counseling at WVU. His two younger brothers, Dave and Tom, also wrestled for WVU, so you got a deep re- uh, wrestling family heritage here. Very from Erie, so. Pennsylvania. From you Erie, Pennsylvania. That's, exactly that's right. right. So all the way to Morgantown. That's pretty cool. Uh, additionally, uh, Tony also does color commentary for the Big 12 on ESPN+. Plus and at WVU home wrestling matches. He's worked for former WVU coach and college football hall of fame member, Don Nealon, former Cleveland Cavaliers coach and University of Michigan men's basketball coach, John Beeline, while he was here at WVU, worked with him. Uh, University of Michigan women's gymnastics coach, Bev Plachy and Birmingham, shoot Binghamton, Men's soccer coach, Paul Marco. Tony sits on the West Virginia Board of Examiners in Counseling as a board member uh, of the American Mental Health Counselors Association and past president of the West Virginia Licensed Professional Counselor Association. That is quite a resume, Tony (laughs) Honorato.
1: Makes me sound good, doesn't it? That's right, that's right.
0: Well, we invited Tony on the show today to share his story, to talk about the business he leads right here in West Virginia. Tony, again, thanks for being on the show today. Take a minute and tell us first about APO Counseling. What is it that you do?
1: Well, it's obviously a counseling practice. There's myself and another therapist there now. We've had variations on how many people have been there over the time in in terms of um, other therapists. So um, obviously, as we said before, what we provide is counseling services, whether that's relationships, depression, anxiety, um, obviously I do a little more performance issue related things. Um, and we work with, uh, adolescents through adults at this particular point in time. Yeah. So uh, needless to say Get over the last couple of years, we've that. been pretty yeah. busy, right? I yeah. mean, it's been, uh, wow. been a big uptick in, uh, the people seeking out mental health services in relation to, uh, all the things pandemic re- associated, uh, the isolation that happened, all of that stuff. And, and, a, and a lot of fear, uh, that, um, was pretty prevalent for the last several years. Absolutely, and so we've been we've been pretty busy. My colleagues around the around the state and also around the country have been really busy. That too, are, so we're functioning at near capacities for the most yeah, part.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've heard you speak on a number of occasions. Of course, you were. Uh... A, uh, a regular guest on uh, talk line, sportsline.: Yes, uh, with uh, Tony Caridi and those guys. and, and I know that you're a, a, a sports psychologist as well, and you kind of get into that, right? Sports counseling. Yeah I, I I, say. Yeah,
1: yeah, counseling. I, I counseling. I, that's obviously where I yeah. got my, my start in, right? Being at yeah. wrestling, and I can remember uh, competing and you have somebody say something to you, like, uh, uh, be positive right and i mean you're getting your butt kicked pretty good and (laughs) you're going to be positive positive, i'm positive get get my butt kicked right so uh, and and, you know like relax things along those lines and and you just had to know there's got to be a better way of of figuring out how to use your mind and uh Mm. gear yourself mindset wise and and deal with the emotions of things and and manage the situations a lot better than those kind of cliched responses and and obviously there is there is a lot of better ways of doing Mm. that so that's part of what Brought me into the counseling profession was learning sure. how to do that. And,
0: and you, you know, you have a, a friend or a loved one or coworker that's depressed. You can't just say, "Don't be depressed," right? right. You <laughs> got to give them a, a pathway, and that's what, in essence, that's what a professional licensed counselor does.
1: Right. So yes, we're working with the the issues that, and you're, you're finding strengths in people and helping them assess things in a different way, mm-hmm. looking at um, uh, how they frame things, uh, the the experiences that they've had, learning how to use that stuff in a in a more productive, uh, purposeful way.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's great. Now, Talk a little bit about your other companies here, ProHealth Employee Assistance Program. What what does that do?
1: Well, ProHealth was kind of an outgrowth of the practice, right? So what we did was decided that it would be a nice idea to work with some organizations and companies in terms of providing some of those services uh, on a more regular basis. And a lot of times at the beginning of it, it turns out to be a sort of a supplemental uh, health benefit, right? Because at least initially when employee assistance programs started, they didn't cover things like substance use issues or especially relationship issues. They st- insurance still doesn't cover yeah. relationship issues, things like that, or work related stress, that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's part of what the employee assistance programs are a little bit more geared towards.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, would think that, um, in the workplace, you know, you have, you have a high performing employee, but all of a sudden something happens in their life not related to work in their home or their family or a family member becomes ill and they're having to deal with this crisis, that affects their job performance. And that's kind of what you were doing is kind of intervening in those kinds of situations.
1: Exactly. So, uh, so for example, you might have somebody that... Um... Uh, they're not concentrating very well. Well, why are they not doing that? Is it are they just feel work stress? Is there are mm-hmm. are they a great performers? So you've just piled a whole bunch of stuff on them to the point yeah. where they can't function anymore, and yeah. are getting ready to burn out and and address those issues. Yeah. Also, uh, are they uh, do they do they have some depression? Do they have some anxiety? Is that different from work stress? And our job is obviously from a professional standpoint is be able to help differentiate between these two things or these multiple things mm. so that we can find the appropriate ways to help people. Get back to being themselves, basically. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: That's, I mean, that's, what a uh, what a powerful tool that can be for an employer.
1: Well, I hope deal so. That, to, be <laughs> right? to, to be able to I have that so.
0: increased performance and product productivity, uh, and then, as I mentioned, you're you've got another new venture, and it, right. it, it just re- recently started, Fortis Healthcare Solutions. me well, a little bit about what that.
1: Me, like everybody else, notice, and you're a small business owner too, is that uh, the healthcare system has had some challenges. So in my job, I, I get to see the healthcare system in three ways. I'm a provider, so mm. I get the part about dealing with the insurances and who's in what networks and what the reimbursement rates are mm. based on all that. So that's one of those. Uh, number two is I get to deal with that as a consumer because I got to go do it too, right? And what's my cost out of pocket and things along what's those lines? And what's my deductibles at? And, is this and Exactly. exactly <laughs> all of that stuff, right? <laughs> And then I'm I'm an employer, so I provide some health plan, right? Yeah. So and then it's looking at that cost. It's like, oh my gosh, how much are we paying related to what we're getting out of that and, and trying to find some better ways of dealing with it systemically. And that's sort of where Fortis healthcare systems, which was really, when you look at it from a pro health standpoint, we were trying to find a better way to compete with larger employee assistance companies. And we looked at some different models and we we're like, maybe this direct uh, a more direct line between the consumer and the provider is a better way to go. Yeah. And that's sort of what we've been, that's what exactly what we've been working on over the last few years.
0: So you've been in healthcare most of your career, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, what inspired you
1: to get into this line of work, Tony? Well, I said a little bit about what some of it came out of my, um, initial contact from a wrestling standpoint and, and dealing with, and, and anybody who's out there who's uh, dealt with any sort of performance, anything, right? When you're, uh, your, your goals and your dreams are, are all on the line. Uh, there you can, sometimes that feels like some pressures in certain ways, especially if things aren't going exactly the way you'd like them to, you get distracted by mm. stuff. Um, the, um, the various things that occur either in, uh, you know, relationships or, uh not to say relationships are mm-hmm. important they are important but are they contributing or are they detracting depending on how much drama is involved in those sure. things like that so that stuff drew me to the just fascination with how your your mind and your brain work and my father who was also a coach and uh, and and taught uh college for a while and then in high school uh was was very much more um psychologically minded in the way that he went about things. He was Mm. very existential in a lot of ways and his faith was very important to him. So he did a lot of things from, from that side of it, which uh, probably groomed me a little bit in moving in that direction and figuring out how do you, how can you be helpful to other people? Not just help yourself to figure it out, but also how, how other people are also challenged Mm. with, with those particular issues. When you go to grad school, you learn a lot about, um, pathology and how Mm. those things break down. And then, um, and obviously, my sports psych background was more mm-hmm. about how to make things go well. So that combination of things really drew me into yeah. um, dealing with people from helping them move from a place where they are um, subpar or, or, or below standard where they would like to be to how do you help help people elevate to to a high standard? Yeah
0: the uh, the mind is a powerful thing, isn't it? Yes, yeah. and, and uh, everything that we do, all of our thoughts, uh, you know, they're they're affected, uh, kind of like in Interchangeably with situational uh, things that we're going through, right? Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Like how? I mean, I mean, it's just to me. To me, it seems like whether it's sports or whether it's job performance or
1: interpersonal relationships, right? So for me, frame of mind is everything, right? Where where do I <clears> anchor <throat> myself to? Uh, what we work on really hard is helping people anchor to what what strengths they have, what really important to them, so that helps them prioritize their time. So I don't get caught doing a whole lot of things that really don't mean that much to me, but uh, sucks up a lot of my time, effort and energy and I don't yeah. get that much of intrinsic value out yeah. of it. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm sure nobody out there has that issue. And then uh, and then the second part of that is you want to work from a position of strength. Mm-hmm. So what are really my strengths and assets? And when people really struggle, beat themselves up, there's a lot of people, like particularly high performers who do it from a perfectionistic standpoint, which is really very. Um, derogatory, beat yourself up a lot when things don't go exactly perfect and when does that happen, right? So uh, we work a lot with uh, moving to a strengths-based formula so that you can work on those two things in the context of what you control. That's
0: really interesting. Are you of the mindset that it's better to um, focus on your strengths or focus on your weaknesses and try to get them better. You know what? I, I, Cause you hear two schools right. of thoughts on that, right? right. M- my school of thought is like, Hey, I'm, I'm cert- good at certain things. And the things that I'm not very good at, I'm gonna let somebody else do. Or hire them right. to do it, right, or whatever. Exactly,
1: right. So you want to work from a strength, keep improving where you're good at. Yeah. I, you know, I've never heard anybody say this, right? Hey, this is real important to me. What's the worst way? Get the person who's the worst at it and help me do it that way. It's not like that. It's who's good at this, yeah. right? Who's really good at this? That's yeah. who. That's what we want to do. That's what you want to approach that stuff with. So it's it's continuing to expand strengths. And I, the other way I would look at it in terms of uh, from a strengths-based perspective is is that you want might want to add strengths, some strengths over time that are complementary to mm. what you do. Right. Yeah, and like so, that. um, you know, whether, <clears throat> you know, like in anything else there there's things that kind of link themselves to one another. If I was going to look at it from a wrestling standpoint, it's you do one move, well, that can get shut down. You better have another something that you can do well. In addition to that, that's sort of related that you can move from one thing to another yeah. two or three, four of those things. Yeah. And you keep adding uh, like that, that stuff over and, time.
0: And, and you know, as the world changes, as technology changes and proves and that opens up other doors and avenues, and within that, I'm thinking about just as you're talking, you know, you and I. I'm a curious person to begin mm-hmm. with. I like having conversations with people. Who knew back in 2017 that in 2022 I'd be sitting here with you in a video podcast studio, right. Right, you know, right. recording something. Who heard of those? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And so, so playing to my strength of having conversations and being curious, that's what I love to do. And this is just a natural extension of that. Maybe just like you were talking about, exactly right. So yeah, you want to cool. work from
1: a strength perspective and mm. build build your life around those things yeah. so that we're not wasting a, what's going to feel like wasting a lot of time doing things I don't like yeah. that I'm not very good at and I'm going to I'm not that's not going to be very satisfying. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of looking at it. Tony, you've been
0: been doing this uh profession for some 25 years, a little bit more than 25 yeah. years. What's uh what do you think is the the thing that you're best known for at this point?
1: Uh, um, I, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Of what I'm best known for, you know, I kind of really have to ask other people about that. Um, I guess I think it's from a, from a clinical standpoint, I think it's more working with, um, some anxieties and performance anxieties, depression related mm. things, and, and some performance in relation to that stuff and, and a lot of relationship oriented things. Mm-hmm. So that's from a clinical standpoint. I think if you're, um, uh, if I'm somebody that you work with, like on a board or somebody like something like that, uh, I think. Part of what I get known for is being—I'm pretty focused, yeah, right. Definitely. Um, and uh, and I and I want to make sure I have fun while I'm doing things. So you know, it's I, very important. There was isn't a it? day back in the day, right, when I was in high school. I used to work and in, in college for a while uh, in a construction company pouring concrete, right, and you know, if anybody's ever done that before, you got wheelbarrows and, and stuff is sliding down chutes and it's splashing all over you. And if you job. can't <laughs> learn how to have fun doing that kind of stuff, it's a long day, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely. learning how to have fun doing things. And, and I think I, hopefully I bring that night. I hopefully I'm fun to work with. That would be good. Yeah. That's cool.
0: I want to, I want to kind of shift and, and talk a little bit about the sports end of it because mm-hmm. I'm really interested in that, but you got to work with, Coach Don Nealon. Yes. How cool was that?
1: It was a lot of fun. Yeah. What, mean,
0: uh, what, how did you How did you interact with him? If, I mean, obviously, you know, you got uh, confidentialities and stuff sure. like that. But did you work with the football program? How did that work?
1: So um, there were advantages to being in a strength and conditioning program, right? I mean, so you meet yeah. everybody. Yeah, so at th- right th- that time, yeah. not, it's not like it is now. It, now I've sounding really old, right? Yeah, right. Back in the 90s, in the early yeah, 90s, yeah. Was, which is when I was there, there were three of us there was a head strength coach and two assistants for the whole athletic department. Wow. Right. So we were spread a bit thin and obviously most of that was focused on football. So I had a chance to meet lots of different coaches. I didn't have to meet coach Turnbull cause I had already done that. Right. So I wrestled yeah. for him yeah, for five years. Cool. And then, um, um, so, and you know, one of the reasons coach Nealon is in the hall of fame, which is like some of the other people that I've had its opportunity to work with, uh, they're, they're constantly looking for how do we improve? Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know and uh knowing that the, as we just talked about before mindset and where you are mentally and being mentally strong and tough is, is incredibly important for them to be successful and it's impossible to be physically strong if you're not mentally strong so th- those are the things that you know looking at different ways of of um helping teams uh come together better perform better do those things I mean, that's why that's why he's Don Nealon, right? Uh, and I found the very similar thing. John Bieland was very similar to that. Yeah. Uh, Bev Plocky, I don't know. Bev used to be Bev Fry, who was a gymnast here at WVU, oh, okay. which is how I met her. Yeah. Uh, she's been at the University of Michigan now for, well, about this almost 30 years, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, just won her first national championship as a team last year. And awesome. uh, I think they're getting ready to go to nationals. um I think that starts on Thursday.
0: So in essence, you're, you, you're coaching the coach kind of thing.
1: Is yeah. In some of, ways, a little, yeah. little bit, right. So it's a little bit of talking to them about what they're wanting to do, how you position that, um, what things they need from their team, uh, if they're assessing their team's strengths and, and what do we need to do to help move through stuff. And, and obviously in working with, it's not just working with people who struggle. It's not like saying, Hey Jim, you're struggling. Go work with, go work with this guy. And he'll, well, who the heck wants to be known as the person who's struggling. Right. right. So it's really about more about how overall we're working to lift and and raise up the performance levels of everybody at the same time. So that's great. That's what we work at doing.
0: You know, I can only imagine what it's like to be a, a, you know, especially like a D one coach in basketball, football, like the money sports right now Mm. because of the. just the crazy changes we're seeing with uh, the transfer portal, and then the, uh, you know, the name, image, likeness right. (NIL) uh, agreements and, and things like that. It's just, it's almost like the wild west out there. And I could see where coaches need to have, um, you know, they need to have some, some coaching performance coaching just for their maybe their their themselves and their and and their team around them as
1: well well i think it's got to be pretty hard at this point in time you've invested all that time in recruiting people in and then they could be gone (laughs) it's like a constant. it's like constant right and so
0: no time lines no permission right and
1: and i think uh and for kids too i i don't know that 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 there's ever a time when when they then get to like just relax it's always got to be about You know what am i looking for am i going to get Mm -hmm. to play who's in front of me all this kind of stuff and i think it's uh it's created a a very uh potentially stressful environment for, for both sides of that equation no as doubt. you're trying to develop relationships and all of that. And, yeah. and, and the, there
0: really aren't a, a hard and fast set of rules to play with in either. So that, that's even making it a little bit more right. stressful. I yeah, think. everybody's figuring it out mm-hmm. on the
1: fly, right? Mm-hmm. And whoever gets good at it first, then everybody will copy them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's the absolutely. way that works.
0: Tony, I always like to ask people to give me their 30 second pitch. So for let's focus on APO counseling. What's your 30 second pitch for APO?
1: The thing I think we do mostly at APO is um, you know, it takes about the same amount of energy to be miserable as it does to be happy. And mm. the question is, you know, which which where do you want to direct your energy and your attention? And uh there's a there's a way our brain and our system is designed to work and the better we can figure mm. out how to help you do that, mm. uh, the more more enjoyable your life is. That's great. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I I'm gonna say something and you can coach me on whether this is correct or not. But I say You know, barring the fact that you're you have a mental disability or a mental illness, the one thing that we can control is our attitude. You Mm -hmm. know, we wake up in the morning. You know, what are we going to choose to focus on The, The You know, the negatives or the positives. Is that is that a fallacy or is that somewhat accurate?
1: Well, there's truth to that. It's very true to that in that, in that sense. And obviously it's not always that simple to do. Right. So if I'm constantly thinking of myself in negative derogatory terms, it's not easy. You can't just flip a switch. Right. But so what we're working to do is help people identify more of those good qualities that they have so that they know what to focus on. There's nothing to say hey don't like you said don't do that well what do yeah. i do instead the issue with anybody related to anything mm-hmm. so i'm not going to do that what are we going to do instead yeah. right if you tell a three-year-old not to do something what does that three-year-old do right away they, <laughs> they do that they, they do right because you kind of told them to do that so yeah. you have to give people something what what do they want to do instead what's mm-hmm. the what does successful look like what is what is um what what, what what is an outcome that's more favorable look like as opposed to always being concerned that the, the worst case scenario was going to occur. Mm, mm. And it's challenging, right? Because yeah, yeah. when you think of it, it's all learning. So I learned to do it one way and I'm going to have to learn to do it another. But, you know, it's it's not that simple. I've got thousands or hundreds or millions of repetitions doing one thing, and now we've got 10 of them doing something else. It yeah. takes a while to get good at that. So we are yeah. talking about practice a little bit uh, that uh, way, right?
0: Absolutely. I, I think as you were talking about beating yourself up, I, I my mind flashed to, uh, the, there was an old... Uh, comedy bit with Chris Farley and interviewing Paul McCartney, and he would ask him some dumb questions, and he would just be like, "Idiot!" Pull his <laughs> hair. He kept beating himself up, you know. Right. He was he was asking these dumb questions. I'm just hoping I don't do that <laughs> here today. So that's good stuff. Well, um, you know, Tony, you know, um, with all your experience, you're working. I mean, you got you're you've got a great reputation around West Virginia and and other states. Um, what would you say is the thing you're most excited about right now in your professional life, in your business life?
1: Well, I think if I'm looking at it from a APL counseling standpoint, it's that um, mental health is a much greater focus overall than yeah. it has been since I've been in the profession, yeah. right? The, so the national spotlight on yeah. it, a much, much more, um, which hopefully will translate, not just into people um, coming in and getting help, but, mm-hmm the resources that go toward it as well.
0: Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's kind of coming out of the shadows, if you will?
1: Because it's in, in relation to, if, if you, I, to me, you look at three things, okay. Um, that have happened relatively at the same time, which is probably in part of it. Um, there have been, um, the, um, the stuff related to social justice and things along those lines. Right. Sure. So a greater awareness oh. of, of, of pain people's pain. Sure. Uh, Number two is that uh, the pandemic itself, which is not so much the virus, but the toll that that it takes when you isolate people over long periods of time, we're not designed to function like that. So you're seeing breakdowns that occur in that process. And in relation to that, and also what I think fits in just sort of like elections and election cycles is uh, fear-based motivators, right? So compliance for pandemic things are... Mm -hmm. Do these things or people die. So that's kind of fear based, right? Or and in elections, a lot of times the messaging is vote for me or the other guys will destroy your life. Yeah. And that's kind of how it is. So everybody's yeah. at high tension and and they're mm. and we're wearing we're getting frazzled, like Ugh. material getting frazzled at the Frayed, edges, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I I
0: could sense that for sure. And uh we do need to kind of restitch that fabric back together for sure. Yeah, it's good good stuff. I appreciate it. We're What's the geographic uh, region that you serve? You meant uh, you know I, I mentioned West Virginia. You're, you're you've got a reputation, but you're you're also also known in Michigan. What where, where other parts do your, well, your I, clients I think come from?
1: Mostly clients, you know, like everybody else in Morgantown. So we have people that come down from Pennsylvania yeah. and and you know Clarksburg and things along those lines in the immediate area, especially if they're driving. With the invention, the invention, the uh, the um, greater use for um, uh, telehealth yeah. now you you're talking about uh we can people across the state of west virginia can you can see somebody from a from a video interlink standpoint right yeah. without too much difficulty obviously all those things relate to what state are you licensed in what state is somebody in at the time that you're doing which is i don't know if you watch any of the, the legislative stuff there's been yeah. a lot of things yeah. about licensure and portability and yeah. uh, counseling compact was signed by the governor earlier this month mm-hmm. and uh requires 10 states to be active and is currently at nine states at this moment. So Mm -hmm. um, that stuff is all related to that. Who sees who, when and where. And the public usually doesn't understand that a whole lot it says why can't i see this person well there's all these rules related to that that uh, i don't think they like a whole lot but they still exist yeah so that part of it so when you're talking about reach uh that way when it's when you're talking about one-on-one and things like those lines yeah um going and working with uh with groups um you know for a day or two and things like that those are those that can be anywhere because that's not really uh. I wouldn't call that that's more like a training than it is, uh, counseling. you know, counseling yeah. and things yeah. along yeah. those that's lines. Yeah. That's
0: really interesting. Thanks for sharing that. What's one thing that makes you
1: the most proud since you've been in business? I would say the thing I pride myself on the most proud I am is, is adaptability as uh, adjusting to the changes and finding, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of the philosophy I use related to helping people in the first place. And it, it's the one that I live by, which is, uh, there's always a way, right. It's just a matter of, of what am I looking for? Am I looking for what the opportunities are? Or I keep looking at what's not going to go well and what, mm. isn't, what isn't happening, right? So am I yeah. using um, uh, what I love to go after stuff or am I f- looking at issues as they change related to fear and really work really hard to be as adaptable and opportunistic as possible. And just like in the pandemic, I mean, that was a big move into a lot of telehealth that we didn't really do much um, moving into, uh, electronic health records. So that I don't have all that paper and things like that. It's an added expense. Yes. But it, it saves, it's a, it's a, it's helpful in a lot of other ways, yeah. particularly billing and things like that. So yeah. trying to be on the front edge of of those uh, changes and adaptations, I think is the thing I'm most most yeah. proud of.
0: Yeah. Is, is part of that, the mindset, in other words, y- y- you can sit there and say, well, this is the way I've always done it. I'm not changing. Or you say, Hey, I've got to change. I've got to, you know, things are different you know we're in a pandemic people want to communicate over a zoom call or whatever the technology might be mm-hmm. is that kind of the mindset
1: yeah i think so and i think that a lot of that comes from my background in athletics right i'm competitive yeah <laughs> i'm very I'm pretty right, competitive yeah, exactly. so it's always about you know find a way you find a way for this to happen i a good friend of mine a teammate of mine um uh was a few years older than me by the name of thad turner ended up uh, becoming a navy seal and And we have these conversations all the time. And he's like, look, there's, there's only plan A, right? Plan A, if this is what we want to happen, that's what's going to happen. We might need 40 million ways of getting to plan A, (laughs) right? But ultimately it's a, it's a, it's getting that objective accomplished. And that's kind of the way I think of things.
0: Yeah. That's very interesting. What's one thing you could, uh, you, what's one thing you wish you could do over in business? Oh man. Tell us that story. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: I just started sooner. Yeah, You know, I'd have started yeah. sooner. I think there was, and then initially there's, uh, especially in going into healthcare, which my family didn't really have a lot of experience in. My grandfather was a general contractor, but that's a whole different, whole different cool. world. And, um, you know, uh, the shifting from the mindset of being employed to being out on your own and, and being out without a net, that yeah. was a little daunting in the beginning. It, yeah. It's just cool. what you, you start to uh, break things down into small pieces. Let me do this. Let me do that. And next thing you know, okay, I got a shingle out there, and we start working on getting referrals and how we do that. And yeah. then we get into your yeah, my yeah, main line yeah, of work of yeah. how do we get people to come into the door?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. I uh, we were down at the uh, Bridging Innovations um, uh, conference in Charleston a couple of weeks ago. It's a celebration of entrepreneurial ventures across the state, and everything from high school kids doing business plan competitions to some of the pre preeminent CEO leaders like Brad uh, Brad Smith, mm-hmm. the new president of Marshall, and other people like that speaking. And somebody I can't remember who it was, but they said, you know, being an entrepreneur is like being on a on a on a high wire. Uh, by yourself with no net, you know, and that you just described that basically, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you hung that shingle out and you're like, okay, now what? Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that it's, Mm -hmm. and this is the part from the wrestling background helped me a lot is you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And, and in the sport, uh, and well, most sports, but it's particularly in wrestling, you if you're not uncomfortable, you're not pushing hard enough. Mm. Um, and you're not going to gain an advantage in a sport that's got a lot of attrition to it in terms of wearing down and being tired. You have to learn how to function when you're tired and being uncomfortable in that, in that, mm. in that aspect. So dealing with moving into, I, I listened to all that stuff, uh, regarding, you know, um, um, pushing beyond your comfort zone. But I think it's not just that it's learning that it's okay to be uncomfortable instead of instead of running from being uncomfortable. That's a lot of the issues with mental health, right? If I run from being uncomfortable, there's a lot of uncomfortable things. Somebody dies, that's uncomfortable. Um, you have to learn how to kind of hang in there and work your way through it. And, uh, as uh, another former assistant assistant coach of mine, Nate Carr, uh, used to, what it likes to say, is you, you don't go through it, you grow through it, and mm-hmm. learn how to grow through these processes, and, uh, and 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 learn something about yourself.
0: Yeah, very insightful. I'm going to take a second just to mention our sponsors, Tony, for Positively West Virginia and this podcast. They are the State Journal. WV News, that's West Virginia News, wvnews.com, and Interaction Media. We, the uh, support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia in business, uh, just uh, just like my friend Tony Honorado, He's our guest today from uh, APO Counseling in Morgantown. He also owns ProHealth Employee Assistance Programs and Fortis Healthcare Systems. Tony, I want to jump right back into it you kind of talked about it. How do you attract new customers? How do you, how do you get the word out there about your businesses?
1: Well, that's obviously changed a lot too, right? Because you used to go and uh, meet with, um, primary care physicians or some pediatricians and, you know, try to work some referrals that way and rebuild those relationships. And, um, and, and so those were the initial parts of it. And that, and that still is a, a good, important aspect of things the um the part about insurance and the way the insurance coverage has worked and what networks people are in that is that's changed things a lot so i might build a great relationship with you and you want to refer somebody to me but the person that we're working with is not in my i'm not in that network yeah. and so um they're gonna they are going they got to go someplace else so there's that part of things has we've gotten a lot more focused on you know these are if you want to use your benefits to their fullest potential then these are the areas that we work to focus on as best we possibly yeah. can so that that part has changed uh, quite a bit and uh, now actually though related to the um, telehealth, that's, we're not as geographically limited to being in this one particular area. So that's yeah. one thing I'm looking at now is how do we expand that into other parts of West Virginia and whether that's on our own or in coordination with some other people that are in practices out there that yeah. do similar things. To Almost like a community them. of Correct. practitioners. Yeah, Correct.
0: that's cool. And right now, in terms of um, growing your business, what's the highest level challenges you're facing right now?
1: I think it's working at capacity most of the time. I uh every business has its challenges to it right and mm. and ours is um you it takes uh um if you're and you know in some places particularly like um um some community health centers and things like that you might have people seeing eight ten people a day right uh or mm. and and that's that's a, a that's a lot that's a lot that's a lot of it's a lot of time spent with somebody. It's a lot of energy that you, you cause you gotta be on every single time, yeah. right? It's like, who do you take off? You don't, you can't do that. So it's, it's learning how to do that. Make sure you take care of yourself really well. That's really the challenge when you're functioning at the, at the level that we are now, which is, you know, there's a lot of, when people are trying to get seek services now, there's a lot of wait lists. There's a lot of it takes a lot of time to get in because everybody is, is working and functioning at capacity for the most part. And, yeah. I mean, my job is to work myself out of a job as fast as I can, yeah. but sometimes that takes a little while. Yeah, in other words, you know, get that person well
0: enough where they don't, they don't necessarily need your services right, right now. Yeah. You know. Correct. Right. Yeah, that, that That's, uh, that's very interesting. What's the, um, what's the vision that you have for all these companies right now? Like long-term, what do you, how do you see, how do you see, uh, your entrepreneurial journey
1: like, well, to be honest with you, the one I'm more focused on now is is Fortis For Healthcare yeah. Systems yeah. because it's, it's, of it's the, the way vision. of dealing with uh, um, the way I look at that is <clears throat> is really looking at a systemic uh, fix to how healthcare functions, how the how the financial part of it works, <clears throat> uh, where where the money comes from. Just well, whether you're me or whether you're a huge hospital system, you function on volume and that's the only way to make any any revenue especially since the the cost per is fixed right i mean somebody else determines that not you so you have to get a certain number of people to keep coming through the door in order to do that and and so the volume of that capacity and when you Hmm. see breakdowns in with uh, providers because it's hard to keep functioning at that level for a long period of time uh rural health um are struggling a lot, especially those rural hospitals because sure. uh, they don't have enough cash flow anymore because so people aren't there and not supposed to be in the hospital. So that kind of stuff is really fascinating to me and playing with those formulas to be a little bit more direct consumer oriented um, and, and functioning on volume in a, in a different way it than we do It doesn't seem
0: now. like uh, the, the current system can be fixed by just more tweaks. It needs to be fundamentally shifted.
1: That is my... Uh, <laughs> That's my perspective on it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, I think we've done about as about as much as you can do. We keep trying to tweak it, and it, it, some of it helps a little bit. We turn something up one way, and it gets turned down yeah. over someplace else, and so somebody's always not happy. And, right? Yeah, exactly. That stuff yeah, happens yeah, a lot. Well, wow. wow. Tony, what's uh, something you would like to accomplish before this year's over? That is a wonderful question. Uh, Aside from another vacation or two, (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. Maybe that might be the most important thing. I kind of like Caribbean beaches. If we get there a little bit more often, so. um, But I think um, uh, the um, if I look at it in different different areas um, with um, with the Fortis part of it is is looking at that in a little more of a legislative process and what that might look like that way Mm -hmm. with, um, with the counseling practice. It is, some of it is figuring out how to free a little bit of my time up so I can do a little bit more of some of these other things. Uh, while at the same time, not having our, our revenue deplete a whole heck of a lot so I can still make a living. Yeah. And, um, and so those those are kind of the areas that that we're looking at. Right. And, Still making sure I have some fun.
0: Tony, I'm a student of leadership, and anytime I have a a great leader uh, here in the room with me, I like to ask their questions, uh, some questions about leadership. And I'm I'm intrigued and curious, what do you think are the most important attributes of an effective leader today?
1: Well, I think we've talked about it a little bit in a little different ways, right? I think uh, number one is you have to be a good listener. Uh, or a good observer, right? Mm. Um, Not in the way that my grandfather would do it, like he'd grab you by the arm and he said, listen, because it was like, listen to him, really, right? But, To to listen and pay attention to look around. What's I I like listening to like Warren Buffett talk about mm-hmm. things because when he's talking about investing, what he's really talking about is how he pays attention to all the way things interlink and how things play out with one another and that interplay between things and it's it's figuring that kind of stuff yeah. out that that helps him be. It's who more he than is, just right? the numbers, really. Exactly yeah. right. So I think it's it's listening, being observant, and it's observant in in regard to if you're talking about dealing with people, mm. which. Obviously I have a little more, I, every business is a people business. That's right. And so if you, to be a good leader, you have to be able to, I don't know if you have to motivate people all the time, but you have to be around to be able to inspire them and let them know that mm-hmm. you're on their side and mm. if they don't think you're on your side i don't care whether you're coaching little kids through uh through the pros or if you're co if you're in uh um uh you got one you're, you're your own sole proprietor right and leading yourself the, yeah, and you're the only exactly, one versus, exactly. versus leading in a fortune 500 that's company right. that's right you gotta you're dealing with people primarily and if yeah. you if you don't know how to help them uh achieve what's important to them uh be a conduit to their growth and success then uh, I think that's what leads to a lot of the turnover and a lot of the dissatisfaction, you know, because people don't leave because most people don't leave because they're, it's not just the money. It's, it's all those other things. It's all those other things that make, make life worth. Is this worth it to me?
0: Yeah. That's great insight, man. Appreciate you sharing that. What's one piece of advice you would give to young people thinking about starting a company? Maybe it's going into their own healthcare practice, or maybe it's uh, some other entrepreneurial small business journey. What's one piece of advice you would give them?
1: I think the courage to follow where your dreams are
0: mm.
1: and know that it's gonna, it's gonna be uncomfortable. It's not gonna, what was it? You know, like it takes 40 years to be an overnight success, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it takes a long time to uh, create all the infrastructure, all the stuff underneath, all the mm. foundational stuff that helps you sort of start to grow right. out of the ground over a period of time. And Uh, and and sometimes I get a little concerned, particularly the younger population, that their patience in relation to that is not exactly there. Yeah. And, and it just requires that. Now, does Mm. that mean you got to stay someplace where you feel miserable for 20 years in order to do that? No, No. that's not what you're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. It's, it's, it's follow what, what's important to you and, and keep building and growing and, and make sure that, it you know, as, as, um, and it. And to make sure you're not super cutthroat in doing Mm. that right otherwise you don't build relationships and there's nobody that's going to want to help you over a period of time great advice what's your morning ritual look like uh primarily i get up at six o'clock in the morning and i work out i do something um usually some weight related things uh, a little bit of cardio i mostly try to you know after my wrestling career i don't like running all that much anymore (laughs) Um, I mean, other people may have a difference of ideas about that, but I don't, I don't like doing that so much, but I, I do like making sure my heart rate gets up. It helps me focus. It helps me get ready to go and then make sure I get something to eat and then get on, get on with the day. Yeah,
0: that's good. Good stuff in your business. Uh, what would you like to pass on as your legacy? Some to, 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 to the world out there?
1: Well, i think anybody w- would hope to make hope that uh, the plate the world is a little better place after you've Ooh. left than, than when you found it when you came in and from a counseling practice standpoint that it's kind of doing it one at a time mm. right uh, yeah. everybody who comes in is sort of like that starfish right so you're working mm. on that part of it mm. and i think uh when i'm looking at it both um in, in pro health it's more of a company-wide thing and if i'm looking at it from a fortis perspective that's that's healthcare system wide which is which is really kind of the whole population <laughs> how to improve how to improve the whole thing right yeah how much what's the maximum amount of impact positive impact that you can make in in helping people um make their lives more um meaningful and fulfilling to them
0: yeah what's a what's a good strategy for dealing
1: with criticism a good strategy for dealing with criticism uh I'm gonna borrow something uh from again from from Nate in terms of dealing with criticism and the issue is it didn't really say it related to criticism. It was more about self-criticism but it's the same thing anyway is um uh, never personalized failure mm. it's not a matter of whether you're good enough or not I, tactically technically strategically i do i need to work to improve right i got i have to find a way to improve because the outcomes aren't being the right, way right. but if i start personalized like i'm the problem like i'm terrible i'm never going to be any good at this then if I'm already saying that to myself when somebody else out there says that, mm. well, it's like two people saying it to yeah. me now, right? Oh, yeah. And that's really the, the issue right. it's be supportive. Right. Yeah, I, I guess I guess they, I guess that's true, right? Yeah. So I have to be supportive of myself so yeah. that when I'm dealing with people who either the trolls of the world who yeah. just like to criticize that's you just the for sake yeah, of just to make the world that. burn, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, just cuz they like to see the world burn, yeah. uh, do I mm. want to fall into that or am I just mm. am I just going to stay focused a little bit more on on, uh, being kind to myself and being around people that I can exchange that kindness with. Yeah, that's,
0: that's great. What's one book or even a podcast you'd recommend men for aspiring business owners, entrepreneurs?
1: Oh, business owners, entrepreneurs. That's a good question there. You know, it's funny you say that because I think almost anything is depending on what message you're looking for in it. Right. Um, from, uh, reading books about people who've, um, uh, Develop their own personal success, their own success stories. Whether those are biographies of sorts or stories about um, and, and the 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 um, what they learned along the way, right? So great success it's, stories. Yeah, now. right. So mm-hmm. that so that well, there is there mm-hmm. is some light at the end of the tunnel, but you don't know that when you're in the middle of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <right? laughs> yeah, it might be right? the train or <laughs> might, be the, exactly. might be the escape. <laughs> That's you know? right. You don't really know that. So yeah. it's being able to keep plugging away, and I think anything that mm. inspires people to. Uh, Keep plugging away at stuff is more important to me than uh, the learning the different techniques is definitely valuable Uh, learning whether it's marketing or whatever the heck it is dealing with people part, but if you're not willing to persevere that discomfort, yeah. you're, you're not going to have much of a chance.
0: So you're saying your uh, book that you recommend is the little engine that could. <laughs> I think I can. Yeah, I, think so I, I, did, can. Right. I think I can. I think I can. That's, when, a, that's a great that, kid's book. Right? It is,
1: especially when it moves into, I, I, I know I can, right? <laughs> um, I, 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 there's a, a friend uh, that I had. who used to have a big sign on the, his garage wall that said, um, I can, I will. Right. Yeah. And it's that mindset. It's I, I can do this. It's just mm. a matter of how yeah. it's a matter of when and how. Yeah. And that's exactly. really it. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's great stuff. Uh, Tony, we've covered a lot in this interview. Is there anything else you think folks uh, should know about you, Tony Honorado, or
1: your companies? Hmm. That's a really good question because you have asked me a lot of really good <laughs> questions about it. Um, you know, I, I think there's uh, just from a mental health perspective, there are a lot of really great mental health professionals that are practicing here in the state of West Virginia, whether they're licensed counselors, licensed professional counselors, or, uh, clinical social workers or psychologists or psychiatrists there, there are a lot of really great people. And, uh, the issue is about finding somebody who you feel like fits you pretty well and can help you grow. In, in ways uh, don't wait till things get real bad yeah. right and th- to do yeah. that and that's because it makes it a lot easier that's really important
0: you yeah, get so, help yeah yeah and, and
1: so you know I, I guess i could say stuff more about my practice but i think it's more about um how and, I, and this is my thought anyway it's it's about what's bigger than me right the profession's yeah. bigger and and what we how we interact with that yeah. is a lot bigger and i yeah. i think there's People that definitely could use various forms of assistance, yeah. and and um, sometimes fear keeps them out of that for whatever yeah, we're reason.
0: We're in a we're in a world, uh, we're in a, in a you know in a time in in our culture that uh, a lot of people are out there hurting, mm-hmm. and you guys are doing it and helping a lot of people. So I appreciate right. that for sure. Uh, clo- uh, Tony, as we close out our time here, how can our listeners learn more about? APO Counseling or the other companies and maybe even get in touch with you. Well,
1: What's I can certainly made? go to our website, right, yeah. at yeah. apocounseling.com, and uh, there'll be yeah. some information there about uh, the practice and the other That's therapists great. there Vicky Vicki Lamine, and uh, certainly email and whatnot is is there as well. So great. those would be the best ways to get to. That sounds
0: good. Here. we'll make sure we have those links in the yes. show notes and everything Perfect. like that for folks they can just click on it. Tony, it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. I, uh, I consider you a friend and I, uh, I've, I've admired your work for a long time and I think what you're doing is really great and helping people. So thanks for being with us today. Well, man. I
1: appreciate the opportunity, Jim. And, uh, obviously you following some of your dreams and working on your strengths is what creates this as being possible yeah. anyway. And, yeah, fun. and, and uh, especially in putting a positive light on business in a state, that's not nationally known in that particular area in mm-hmm. that way yeah. is is a big is a big is a big deal yeah, it's a big deal sense. and i like what you do
0: appreciate that on behalf of our entire positively west virginia team until next time i'm your host jim matuga stay positive west virginia